Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As kickoff edges closer to what has already been discussed as one of the most anticipated Rugby League World Cups ever, winning chances are stacking up across the board as tournament squads being named with straw-dropping talent arrive up there in the UK. The event, of course, was supposed to be staged last year, but with COVID-19 calls and havoc and travel and play availability, stakes... The decision to stage a tournament a year on looks like it will produce a mouth-watering spectacle. John Dutton is the CEO of the 2021 Rugby League World Cup and he's on the line with us now. Good morning, John, from the UK. Good afternoon here and good morning to you. Mate, how's things going? Must be really excited that uh, the teams are arriving finally and a year later we're about to watch and witness one of the best tournaments ever for the Rugby League World Cup. It really is very exciting, uh, Tony. We are looking forward to welcoming 32 teams, uh, of course, across three tournaments, uh, starting with the men's uh, in just 10 days' time at St. James's Park, Newcastle. Uh, as you said in the intro, we are welcoming the world's very best players, the most diverse playing population ever to have assembled. It really is very exciting. Mate, talk to us about the delay. Obviously, it was inevitable that you're going to have to delay it. Players were pulling out left, right and centre. So so the extra year, has that added, well, you know, obviously giving you more time to create an even more and better spectacle going forward? Yeah, I think it has. Um, what happened 12 months ago was really disappointing. Uh, but as you say, understandable. Uh, we've moved on from that. Um, we've used the 12 months to get more commercial partners, uh, excite more people, get more broadcast deals in place so people across the world can uh, watch and enjoy the tournament. Um, certainly present, presented a few challenges in the uncertain world that we live in. Uh, but yeah, we, we can't wait. It's been seven years of planning to get to this point. So just to be 10 days away, uh, there's a great sense of anticipation. Hey, John, I've witnessed you, your work, um, having worked with you before, and you're very, very good at it. That extra year you're talking about, the logistical, I guess, um, issues that you have, the problems because it's been put back a year. How have the host cities taken that? And are they looking forward to it finally kicking off? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you. That's very kind. It's uh, a long time since we worked together in person, uh, Tony, planning for the 2013 uh, World Cup, which was really memorable uh, across the board. But this is very different. Uh, it's much bigger. Uh, of course, we've got men's, women's and wheelchair. And our host towns and cities, and we are seeing this now, cannot wait to roll out the red carpet and welcome the nations. And as, as you know from touring uh, both of you, that the, the nations will stay, they'll be in the communities, uh, there'll be open training sessions, they'll be very accessible. Um, and yeah, that's what creates the excitement and the civic pride in our towns and cities. Have you seen the writing on the wall for, the, uh, for a while now, the International Rugby League? was about to come a different beast with players wanting to represent their families and their origins. Have you seen, Did you see the writing on the wall? Yeah. I mean, I was out in Sydney in June uh, for the mid-season internationals. Uh, didn't, didn't manage to get over to Auckland, but was at the Papua Guinea, Fiji, Samoa uh, and the Cook Island games. And in the camp with the players and listening to the players who obviously want to play for the Heritage Nation, and what that presents us now, particularly in the men's tournament, is so many competitive nations that can win uh, the tournament. And that is brilliantly exciting for any rugby league fan. Hey, John, I've just been speaking to the boys up there this morning. Thomas Lulawai, obviously he's playing this weekend with the Kiwis when they roll out in their, uh, their warm-up match against the Rhinos. Um, as far as the English go and the warm-ups as well, how how is the... The, the whole country getting behind going to watch England play and because all this talk is about New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga down this end. What about the English? How are they getting behind your home your home team? Yeah, I, I think a mixture of um, sort of anticipation, trepidation at the strength of some of the nations. Uh, obviously, we look at that Samoa squad uh, and it's really strong. Uh, but I think there's a lot of confidence uh, here in England. Um, International Rugby League isn't played enough. So spectators in England haven't had the chance to watch uh, the England men's team, England team, England wheelchair team for some time. Uh, they uh, warm up against Fiji uh, weekend. Uh, obviously, got the Leeds New Zealand game, which I think will be really special, uh, and special for Thomas Lulai in particular. Um, uh, and that's just it creates more mouth-watering moments before we uh, get to the 15th of October, starting with England Samoa, uh, but also uh, the same evening uh, we have Australia and Fiji, the repeat of the last two semi-finals before the Kiwis the next day. So it is wall-to-wall rugby league, 61 games once we get underway a week on Saturday. Hey, John, I just want to tack right a little bit here. We've got a Rugby World Cup down under here. It's the Women's Rugby World Cup, and uh, that's starting to gain some traction. Is there anything that you've kind of taken away from, from the Women's Rugby League World Cup uh, over the last couple of years? Look, it's, I think the women's game and, and rugby league is flying at the moment. You've seen the NZ, oh, you've seen the uh, NRLW taking place over in Australia. I think that's been an absolute spectacle. But down under, we're still at a situation where the women's game's just slowly gaining some momentum. Like, Is there things that, have, that you've put in place that have kind of uh, put the in uh, the the rugby league world cup women's game in good stead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's been an incredible journey, I think, for women's rugby league. Um, very steep trajectory over here of growth. 
uh, the Women's Super League here in the UK has really taken off. Um, we've travelled a lot pre the pandemic. We were out in Japan for the Men's Rugby World Cup, but also talking to athletes across sport to try and learn from them. And on the basis of that, as some of our foundations, we have introduced prize money uh, for the first time in the women's tournament. We've equalised participation oh. fees. We've actually put a day extra in the schedule for women's for a longer turnaround time. Uh, and we know there is a balance between uh, full-time male professional athletes and part-time um, women's uh, athletes. But we're so excited about the women's tournament. Uh, I was in Canberra for the State of Origin women's game between Queensland and New South Wales. And what incredible talent, um, physicality, skill, speed. Um, and I think we are looking forward again with a bit of trepidation from an English uh, perspective to seeing some of the superstars that will play for the Chillaroos, uh, that will play for the Ferns. But also we've got Brazil. Uh, Brazil, the first ever South American team uh, that will open the tournament against England in the women's tournament. And again, that's just something for us all to look forward to. And on the back of that will come more growth. How did you get to that situation? Because I know a lot of female athletes will be listening. You've, you've got them. Uh, most of them are playing for free. They're not. They're not on contracts. They're not getting paid. So, what sort of investment was needed to be made for you to be able to offer those solutions to these female athletes? Uh, yeah, I, I, I watering from a rugby league uh, perspective. Um, when we first set off on the journey of, uh, we wanted to deliver men, women, wheelchair athletes. Um, authentically together on the same platform. We probably haven't quite worked out how we were going to do that, uh, from, haven't quite worked out how expensive it would be. But once we made that commitment, there was no turning back, and we just found ways of making that happen, and that's through our commercial partners, through UK government. Uh, but it's about having a vision, and, and we're not quite there in terms of where we want to be uh, through complete equality. But this is a massive stepping stone, and to see the athletes treated the same, um, same flights, accommodation, training facilities, um, and, and having that ability to win prize money, we think it's a really big deal. And hopefully this is a, a small part of history. And uh, when we come to the next World Cup and the next World Cup, it, it really has grown and we've inspired more people to take up the game. And, and we are uh, so committed to what happens off the field is as important for us as what happens on the field. Great evolution, John. Hey, there's also a third arm to the World Cup. We talked about the men's, we talked about the women's. You also got the Disability Rugby League World Cup playing in the background as well. Give us a little bit of information about that and how that's gone for you. Yeah, well, we've, we've actually got four tournaments overall. Uh, let's not forget about the wheelchair tournament, which I know New Zealand uh, aren't participating in, but it's going to be really special. The wheelchair Rugby League is a sight to behold. Uh, the skill, the bravery, uh, and a completely inclusive sport, men, women, disabled and non-disabled athletes together. Uh, so England and France will start the favourites in that tournament. Uh, but the Physical Disability Rugby League World Cup, so the first ever um, tournament, four nations. Uh, of course, New Zealand joining Australia England and Wales, we are so excited uh, about that. And I think it's a celebration of everything that is great about rugby league across the globe, that it is such an accessible sport. Um, we have people with a physical disability, people playing in a wheelchair, men and women, and we're also running a big learning disability uh, event as well. And I think that's something for everyone in the game across the world to be really proud of. Well, John, just before we let awesome. you go, I know that uh, you've done a fantastic job and, and I'm looking forward to the tournament down here getting kicked off, but yeah, I know you would have run a sweepstake with all the workers up there in your office. Who have you got, mate? I know you've got, yeah. you've got the English accent, but have you actually uh, got England as winners of this tournament? Who do you, who do you think is going to uh, come out and win the, win the World Cup this year? Uh, fortunately, I don't have to go on the field and play. I am an administrator, but very quickly, <laughs> I think there's five teams, five teams that can win the tournament. England, Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, 
and Tonga. Don't underestimate Papua New Guinea. I think in the women's tournament, the Gillaroos will start as absolute standout favourites. Uh, and in the wheelchair tournament, England and France. So, so much to look forward to. I'm sure I'll be proven wrong, but that's what, what we've got ahead. The unscripted drama that only the athletes can create. It's going to be pretty exciting. You've got to give us one, John. You can't give us five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I tried to squeeze in six. Uh, we'll have Papua New Guinea. Isn't it great that we, we, we don't have just a standout favourite? I, I think that is yeah. the most exciting thing. That's exactly right. It's one of the it's one of the most anticipated Rugby League World Cups coming up. John, thank you very much for joining us on SENZ for breakfast and uh, with Izzy and Kempe. And, mate, we look forward to catching up with you through the tournament. Uh, we'll stay in touch, go well, and just really slay this Rugby League World Cup. Can't wait. Thanks very much, Bob. Thank you. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.